All right, everyone. Sorry, and we are finally back. It's been a long time coming, but uh, I definitely want to say welcome to the Last City Radio episode number 29 and the return of the All Things Gaming Roundtable. This is going to be fantastic. And guys, I know you guys have been waiting for this for a long time. We finally got the gang back together. And man, this is about to be one of the greatest Destiny podcasts. Well, I can't say Destiny no more right now, but I can say the best variety gaming podcast of all time. So, other than that, I definitely we got the panel. We got some favorite people that you guys all know and love. And for those of you who are new, we're going to make sure we give them the best introduction so that way you can know these guys around these gaming streets. So, up first, I got my co-host, as you know. She is not only the legendary last of the Mohicans when it comes to the last Destiny 1 streamers and content creators out there. And she also loves the city of Corpus and the gang of Corpus from Warframe. She knows, she knows all about gaming and she is an Xbox fan as well. I definitely want to introduce to you, Miss Hijabi Gamer. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? It's Saturday. All day spent doing the most important thing, playing video games, of course. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. And uh what you've been playing what you've been playing this week. Um, I'll admit it, I've been playing Warframe all week. Um <laughs> getting really, really into Warframe. I need to complete the campaign from Destiny Two. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got time. You got time. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit of time on your hands. But I that's will cool. Get that's it. cool. Mm-hmm. You will, you will. And uh now I do wanna go ahead and introduce our guests for tonight. Some really solid folks. Definitely want to introduce to you one of the one of my favorite guys that I love and I've had on the podcast before. If you don't know him, he is an Xbox enthusiast, tech head, very knowledgeable, and will tell you what you need to hear. He is awesome, and he definitely can give you the words of wisdom. My main man, Mr. Jazzy New Xbox. How you doing, sir? I am doing all right, man. How are you doing today? Man, doing good, man. Been pretty good, man. I was so good. I said, hey, listen, I'm going to bring on my Otaku shirt, you know. I had to bring on my My Hero Academia shirt for this one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You had to do it. Yeah, had to do it. good, man. Yeah, got to represent out here. But I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming, man. It's been, what was it, since uh, early last year? Yeah, it's been a minute. Been a minute. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things are going on out there, and and the streets went wild in the past couple of months. So you know, we definitely got to talk about all that. The oh, streets yeah. are going crazy out there. So especially on Twitter, they 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 losing their minds. But you know, you gotta have some perspective. You gotta <laughs> understand what's happening in the bigger landscape. Once you understand that, then you'd be like, okay, you know, we understand what's going on. But we talk about that. But it's all good. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man, we got a lot, <laughs> we got a lot to cover for sure. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm glad. What you been playing, man? What's been going on? Oh man, I haven't been playing a lot, but what I've been getting back into, um, State of Decay Two for me. Um, that's one that's been on okay. my radar. Okay. 
Um, they've got a big update coming out pretty soon. So that's something that I wanted to have a community ready for. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Um, also, I peeked my head into No Man's Sky a little bit um, just to kind of see what the layout looks like with some of the new updates of that as well. So I've been kind of looking at that. Um, and then, of course, I've been keeping my eye on Redfall. I haven't got a chance to play it yet. I was hoping to get some time this weekend, so we'll see if that happens tomorrow. But uh, keeping my eye on Redfall to see what's what's going on with that. So that's been my main uh, gaming world right now. And, of course, trying to keep abreast of all the technology happening with, with the CPUs and, and GPUs and all that stuff yeah. going on out there. So, you know, staying, staying, staying up on my homework, how that how that goes. Oh, yeah, man. You got to definitely tell us what's going on with that, man, for sure. You know, you got to give us the update. What's out there new for, for all the PC tech heads out there? You definitely got to give us that scoop. Oh, yeah, you know, for, for sure, sure, for sure. And I want to say hello to all the people in the chat. Thank you for joining the show, guys. I know a lot of you guys are still coming in. Uh, definitely Josh, 007. He said, hi there. It's me, Logical Spot. From YouTube and Twitter. Welcome in, man. I appreciate you for joining. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you very much. From my end. Hey, Srock. What's up? Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And my man, man, Zach, what's going on? How you doing? Hello, my guy. What's going on, man? I'm glad you can make it, man. We got a hot, we got a hot show tonight. It's going to be fire. And everybody else who's joined, I appreciate you, man. We couldn't be doing this without y'all. You guys are the true MVPs. And also, if you can't make it to the show, don't you worry, because it's going to be on my P. Carla Gaming YouTube channel and on Spotify for the audio. If you guys are audio head listeners, listening for the show on the go. So also look out for that. I always post that the next day. Well, so, and I also have one of my favorites and her debut, actually, in the co-host of the All Things Gaming. I want to introduce her, the plant queen herself. Not only is she a Resident Evil head, but she loves all things Resident Evil, and she is great and phenomenal. Such a such a great note taker, wonderful person, and she knows her gaming history in the back of her head. I just want to introduce you, Mr. Kimber. Please, how you doing, Mrs. Hello. Kimber? How you doing? Hi, everybody. So happy to be here. Absolutely, it's great to hear from you. It's been it's been. When was the last time we did it? I think it was um. I can't remember. It was last year, right? I think it was last year. We yeah. all we all joined together. Yeah. Was, I'm not was... too sure about the date, but I remember the conversation and the whole thing was just a really good experience. We had a nice discussion about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty good. We had a lot to talk about then. Um so I'm glad to hear from you what you've been playing, what's been going on with you. Um, well, I just finally finished Resident Evil 4 Remake. Fantastic. Chef's kiss of a game. That is it's going to set the bar for so many remakes this year. Like, mm. if there's a remake, they're going to probably reference Resident Evil 4 and look at that and be like, how can we also make a remake that good? It was great. I've been Max. keeping an eye on Redfall also. I've been watching one of my friends play it. Um, I don't have Game Pass right now, but I'm definitely going to pick it up because Redfall looks good. I have some opinions about it, and we'll talk about that more in depth when we hit that topic point. But um, aside from that, I've just been, you know, taking care of my plants, doing the parenting thing, and keeping hey. an eye on the gaming sphere. There's a lot happening this year. Yeah, it, it, a lot has happened in such a little time, and 
it's just crazy out here. Um, it, it really has been crazy. But yeah, so as you know, your host, your beloved P Collar Gaming, I'm here, and uh, I do my thing. You know, I always going to tell you what you need to hear. I'm always going to be the enthusiast, whether it's Destiny, you already know, or you know, I'm always I'm always keeping my ear out for what's going on gaming wise overall. So I'm here. I've been playing. I've been getting into some of uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, man. I've been really, I've been really getting into it, man. It <laughs> when I tell you that game is is really fun but it's really tough at the same time like it will have you on the edge of your seat it's like nice. it's no joke. yeah i've seen some gameplay of that that game is is really interesting mm-hmm. it is huh. the it's field is great aliens, right and shooting it's kind of so basically like well i mean so what is kind of what it's like it's basically like um it's like an infection happened, right? Some type of virus happened. Kind of like plays into that uh, Resident Evil type thing, right? Wow. The virus affected the city and things like that. And we're trying to find cures and everything like that. And if you played like Rainbow Six Siege, a lot of the operators that you know and love are there. Um, okay. And they have to try to deal with the uh, uh, the infestation and uh, find ways to eliminate what's going on. So a lot of some of your operators are trapped. And you have to free them um, because they're they're okay. trapped by the fungus and all of the the things that's going on. So you get a lot of these creatures that come out, and you're you're literally fighting with them. You're shooting, trying to kill them while you're trying to extract you know different operators and get them out of there. Um, okay. And sometimes you have to take samples. Sometimes you have to uh, you have to literally escort uh, one of the monsters to you. So you have to let them chase you until you get to the pad, and then. Uh, you, you smoke them out so you can take them. It, it's a lot. So especially when you're doing that, like you have these nests everywhere while you're going. Okay. So you got to kind of be very careful because they come out of those nests and they will attack you. They're very quick, you know, so you, you want you want to try to uh, kill them as much as, as fast as possible while you're traversing through the zone. And keep in mind, okay. if you fall down, if you die, like or, or all your health is gone, you're going to turned to this pile of yellow foam and you're basically captured. So the other player okay. on your team, he can pick you up and take you to the extraction zone. But you gotta be careful because they're coming for you. <laughs> if you don't make it out, you're going MI and you you lose that character until you go and pretty much extract him back from again. So it's fun. It, it's yeah, a lot of fun, man. I, I was just gonna say that that was one of the one of the key points that I thought was real interesting about that game was that you know you you die, you capture, you can get another character and go get that character back. But again, do you want to risk that character going after the other one that's gotten captured and stuff? You know, so it's a real interesting dynamic for that. It takes that whole Rainbow Six um theme and kind of flips it a little bit to where instead of you going player against player and stuff like that you're actually going against these aliens that you're trying to or this fungus spores and trying to extract samples and stuff so it's a much different dynamic which makes it kind of interesting yeah man so it's a multiplayer online thing it's not a because i got it on sale for like 15 bucks yeah you could you could play solo Mm-hmm. They have solo missions and they have multiplayer missions. Ah, you okay. know, so it's a uh, it's pretty good, and they even have a wave based in game activity, but you have to level up to get to that. 
<laughs> you know, called Maelstrom. But um, yeah. Right. And it, so it, the, it's, the it's thing about it, the thing about it is, it does have single player, but you have to, but you have like a pool of players you can select from. So you can be like each person has a special skill or something like that. So basically, if that person gets captured or you die, then you can pick another player out of your pool. But the one that got captured is unavailable. So it's a single player. It can be a single player game, but exactly. but it's real interesting dynamic in that you have to go in and extract your other player to get them back and all that kind of thing as well. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it, it, it's it's a load of fun. I, I love that game. Like I. I've been playing it. I've been playing it every night, man, and just trying to get to because there's different there's different states that you have to go to. Right now, I just finished up New York, so uh, now I got to go to now I'm in San Francisco, trying to do distractions from there. And each time you, especially when you're doing like the solo, you can find the different operators as well, you know. So it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I've been having a lot of fun with that, <laughs> but y'all. So, first topic um, I definitely want to get into. So, uh, Jazzy, what's been going on with the Xbox and Activision deal? What's something, there's something big that happened, man. What's going on, man? Everybody's freaking out. Um, oh, you know, man. What's, what's um, happening, man? What's, what's going on here? Okay, so so the short end of the story is, as it stands right now, the CMA is, CMA has blocked the uh merger for their side of it so i mean there's still a lot of things pending um and and if you've seen if you've seen the phil spencer interview from kind of funny podcast he kind of put it in a little bit of perspective but right now as it stands right now the one who's blocked it so far is the cma that's the only one um and those who don't know the cma is the one out of the uk that regulates you know mergers and and stuff like that so so there's the ones responsible for that piece um everybody was expecting them to approve it um and you know between the back and forth about the sony concerns and all of that kind of stuff um it came down to their ruling basically came down to saying that um, because we're we're concerned about the competition in the online gaming slash streaming market that we don't think this is a good idea so we're blocking this deal and and out of all the regulators so far of the all the regulars they need regulators they needed Microsoft has gotten an approval from nine out of I think it's 13. Um, so CMA is the first one to actually say they want to yeah. block it. Um, but but as of right now, um, they're going to appeal it, obviously, and, and they're going through um, some legal, uh, legal wranglings and all that stuff. But but that's kind of where it stands at the moment. And the biggest thing that a lot of people have concerns about is a lot of the previous questioning was around how does this affect Sony? How does this affect Sony PlayStation and things like that? And and a lot of people are like, well, they're offering them a 10-year deal just like everybody else. Why don't they take the deal? And it turns out that they're saying that they don't like certain terms of the deal, so that's why they don't want to take that deal. Um, and then on top of that, with the online gaming, you know, they're saying, okay, well, streaming-wise, there's really not any other competition to the streaming market for Microsoft at the moment. Um, So that works in both ways for Microsoft, right? Because if if there's no competition right now, is there really a market? 
Um, and then on the other side of that, besides the competition, right, they are signing deals with these smaller streaming groups to allow things like Call of Duty on of the, on their system. So for, such as um, I think they've already signed a deal with um, a couple of smaller streaming companies out in Europe for the Xbox. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. I've used it for, I have used cloud gaming, I've used Google Stadia, I have used Game Pass. Honestly, Google Stadia, yep. the deal wasn't very good, but <laughs> honestly, no, but like, for example, I've played Destiny 2 on the Stadia, and I've played Destiny 2 on Xbox Game Cloud. And mm -hmm. Destiny 2, maybe because it was designed for Stadia, was a better, more stable connection. They refunded me everything, which is great. But there's still competition, because you have the Game Pass the game cloud i don't know what it's called now and you have remote play with playstation now i personally don't use it very often because you have to use a playstation controller more or less mm -hmm. whereas with xbox i can use my razor i have a like a razor controller that goes around the phone um so it's easier to use game pass i also have the logitech g pro um which is designed for that as well but if Sony were, I mean, Sony started this first, the whole cloud gaming in a way. They started remote play with the PSP. It wasn't very good with the PSP, but they did it with the PS Vita. I've played Destiny on my PS Vita, uh, live streaming it. So that's why, I mean, it, it maybe Google. Well, and, and the funny thing about that is if you think about it, the online streaming, that started with PlayStation as well. I mean, it, it's like yeah. it, the problem here is that Microsoft saw that as an avenue to expand their gaming market. They have the technology with the Azure cloud and, and all of that stuff. They have all the infrastructure all around the world. So all of that stuff was already in place. And they put these the, the Xbox blades in there in order to support gaming all around the world. PlayStation had, um, I forgot the name of the company they purchased, but when before PS Plus became a real thing, they had purchased a, a company that had the online gaming, and that's how a lot of some of their backward compatibility games were working at the time, but they never expanded it too far, and people were complaining about the service uh, quality and, and all those kinds of things, and I remember that big argument about cloud gaming at the time. They were like, oh, this is just no good. It's not working, and and for uh, somehow, and I think partly because of Microsoft purchased Mixer, um, they used that streaming technology Mixer had in order to do the high-speed streaming down to your phones and things like that. So, so that kind of all ties into how the xCloud came to be the, the a good option and actually do as well as it has. And and so. When they say that they're, they're concerned about the cloud gaming market, I understand because, you know, Google Stadia just went away, you know, uh, not too long ago. Um, and so the cloud gaming market is a very early market and they're concerned about getting other competition locked out. But at the same time, Microsoft is making these 10 year deals with these cloud gaming services, too. So is it really an impediment? And that's the that's the question. The thing is, if Sony were to focus on it, because Sony did it and started it first, as I said, there's a lot of inconveniences to Sony. If they were to try and make it more convenient, I mean, like I said, you have to use a PlayStation controller, which sucks. Uh, you know, it's hard to find a good clip for your phone to clip to a PlayStation controller. 
at least I tried a couple uh, a couple years ago. I could not find a good as good a clip as the Xbox. Um, Mm-hmm. But I don't think look the, the, I don't think cloud gaming should be a reason. Sony had it first. Sony can do it. If Sony, in fact, it might even push Sony. But truthfully, at the end of the day, I only use cloud gaming if I'm not home. I'm not going to not buy a console and use cloud gaming instead. Uh, Spawnwave, I think, did a poll, and it's like only three percent of people. He's like, if a great game came out on Xbox Game Pass, would you get an Xbox? And like three percent said they would use cloud gaming. At the end of the day, yeah, I've used cloud gaming, but uh, I've used it away. I'd rather be a game on the Switch, and at home I have a PS5 and an Xbox because you know the government gave me a stimulus check. To stimulate the economy, so I did my job mm-hmm. and I stimulated the economy. I bought an Xbox Series X and a PS Five. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask Kimber, right? So, Kimber, what do you make of this too? You know, because um, I mean, we we have seen you know Phil Spencer come out on an interview. Uh, it kind of funny. He was talking about that interview and you know what was going on with that and the blocking and. And, of course, the CMAs, they put out a, a statement talking about the cloud game, and they don't feel like it was they wanted to pass it because of a couple of things, and, and mainly because of the cloud gaming space. And uh, Phil said, you know, he thinks in his mind that cloud gaming don't really exist like that uh, right now. So what do, you, what do you make out of all of this, uh, Kimber? Well, cloud gaming does exist. It's existed for a long time already it's going to continue to exist because you know a lot of people that are traveling want the convenience of being able to play their games cloud gaming is going to only get better from here and i think the cma blocking it initially was probably as just to me it seems not like a malicious act but more like hey we need you to you know clean the clean up the definition for this a little bit and maybe kind of really work on this aspect because they're not just looking at from the cloud gaming part they're looking at like how is this going to reduce competition in the market of cloud gaming and gaming in general and i think Mm -hmm. you know it's not going to reduce competition if anything it's going to further propel cloud gaming because everyone now is going to be like oh wait if this is what's happening we have potential to improve our own cloud gaming and the the competition is there so i don't know why they're blocking it in general the competition isn't just going to go away Mm -hmm. just because activision and blizzard decide to do this this thing this merger there are so many different gaming companies that are just as sizable as Activision and Blizzard that can sway things just as much as Activision and Blizzard do. Mm-hmm. On top of that, a lot of companies are going mobile. Like you, cell phones are becoming so powerful. Uh, the, the you know the game I the big game I've been into this this week Warframe. They're working on a beta. I I played it on my iPad. Of um of warframe on mobile on mm-hmm. tablets and cell phones so they don't even need cloud gaming to play warframe warframe or the switch the other thing is the switch mm-hmm. yeah 
I do want to. I, I do. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, since I'm a. I'm a PlayStation guy, obviously. But I play everything. I play everything. But as a PlayStation guy, I want to. I want to see. I'm a. I'm a play devil's advocate. You know, just to see where everybody's at. So we see a lot of people in the community that's saying, "See, that's what I'm talking about." I told you guys we're gonna hold this L. Now, now we all know. We already know what what, what Twitter's gonna do. And what they've been doing, they've been clapping back at Phil, and you've been seeing even Xbox people saying that Phil Spencer need to be fired. I feel like, for me, I personally feel like, you know, they are trying to. Uh, it's a big deal, right? We all can see that. This is a. This is a. This is nothing small. This is a huge deal, and um, I do feel like they probably the CMA probably feels as though having that asset too is going to be a a big task when it comes to Microsoft because they're looking at a lot of the things that Microsoft has done recently, especially with the acquiring of the studios and how things are being regulated over there with the studios. And of course, well, we'll get to Redfall in a minute and something that Phil had said, um, which is something that I kind of took away from when he did that interview, when he was talking about um, the lack of really kind of, let making that arcane as a studio aware of how you know xbox flows and kind of leaving them off to their own devices to do to make this game and and finish it without the help of xbox pushing in and doing what they needed to do so there was kind of a neglect there now this fast forward to we go back yeah look at halo infinite what happened with that that was kind of the same kind of thing so the wary is for, especially as a gamer who purchased these games, who who has, you know, Game Pass and all these things, my worry is, okay, seeing that Red Fall took an L, how much worrying is everyone going to be when Starfield come out? When when uh, uh, when you got State of Decay, the next State of Decay, you know, we're not oh, hearing nothing from these. These <laughs> are things that people now. are concerned about, you know? Oh, everyone's sweating now. We saw we're seeing what's happening with Redfall and the the like you said, the total lack of communication between Xbox and the studio itself was a really, really big problem. Mm -hmm. And now everyone is looking at this being like, we are starting to have doubt now. We are starting to think like collectively as a community that it's not going to live up to the expectations because we have not only the lack of communication between Xbox and the studios, we have these studios being not only put under these crunches, but they're also mm -hmm. giving into pressure from certain aspects of the community who think that they're like entitled to controlling how a game is developed when it is released, all of that. And that, that to me is mind boggling because it stifles the creative process. And we do end up games with games like Redfall that are lacking in so many ways on release because of not only crunch times, but because of lack of communication. Like yep. Arcane had no idea how to shape their game for the Xbox community or the Microsoft community. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it's not... Okay. Oh. oh, what were you just going to say? What were you just going to say? I was going to say, the thing is, as someone who has an Xbox, who has Game Pass, who likes the Xbox, who... I do have a PS5. I prefer the Xbox. I'm not on the Xbox 
for the exclusives. I didn't really care for Redfall. I played it a little on the cloud. Um, it's not why I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox. First off, the Game Pass, putting aside the new stuff, is a great deal for all the old stuff. Like, oh, I absolutely. Just got yeah. So putting aside, even if they did not come out with any exclusives to me, Game Pass is a great deal. Uh, the Xbox is easier as a streaming device. Uh, one of the things that people... I mean, yes, you can push one button on PlayStation to stream. However, if you want to stream and use a computer and multi-stream like I do, and I use an Elgato capture card, I need multiple audio output sources, and the PlayStation does not have it. So Xbox is easier when it comes to streaming. I, by default, if I'm going to plan, if I plan to stream a game, I will buy it for Xbox. Um, and then there's the fact that it is actually easier. Now, things are changing now with newer games, where now there's an Xbox Series X version and an Xbox One version. But it used to be there were three versions of a video game that came out. And still, with a lot of games, that's how it is. You get a PS5, you get a PS4, and you get an Xbox version. And if you have an Xbox One, which we have one in the big room, or an Xbox Series X, it will automatically upgrade it for the Xbox Series X. It's almost like, you know, two different computers using the same game. Mm -hmm. It's easier. I could buy an Xbox game and use it on both and get the better quality if I put it in my Xbox Series X. Whereas with PlayStation, I'd have to buy the PS4 version to use it in my PS5. So I don't use the Xbox for the exclusives. I use it because... To me, it's a more convenient console. The fact that I can use my old Razer controller, I can use my old headsets, everything mm -hmm. is compatible for me with the Xbox, is why I use it. Yeah, Raven, Red, whatever, Redfall could suck. Hell, Starfield, I haven't been paying attention to it much. Games come out broken on everything. Um, yep. What's it? The Star Wars game that I have for PS5, actually. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, I heard I heard some stuff about that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if so to say, oh well, the Xbox released a broken game. Everybody's releasing broken games. Oh yeah, and I I completely Nintendo. agree about Xbox being a little more user friendly and easier, like ease of access with the Xbox in terms of technology for me has mm -hmm. always been a little bit more on point than Sony's releases, and I've had. PlayStation and Xbox. I've had the original Xbox. I had the 360. I had both versions of the 360, the regular white one and then the 360 Elite. And I've had oh, yeah. PlayStations. It's, it's you know, the UI, just the when you turn the system on for Xbox, it is so much more user-friendly for me personally than mm -hmm. Sony's were because it felt like, with, even with the original PlayStation, it felt like Sony was trying to be a little eye-catchy by being a little edgier with their UI. Even with the PlayStation 2, when you would go into the interface menu, so much of it was buried under this menu, and then this menu, and then this menu. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit too I much. I can't live stream PS3. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't live stream PS3. I can live stream Xbox 360. I can't live stream PS3. I need a special yeah. like splitter to live stream PS3. Mm -hmm. The technology for Xbox 360 was always, always there. It was always a little bit better. They, I remember with my 360, they had this little adapter you could plug into the back for wireless, or you can unplug it and then have wired connection if you wanted to. I thought that was so 
fantastic. That was that was a really cool little trick that they had for the 360. Mm-hmm. Like for me, yeah, like I said, I, I'm a PlayStation guy. That's my home base, and just seeing, yeah, especially when it comes to the the, the PS3. Although it was a very, it was a nice powerhouse system at at its time mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of menus over menus over menus overlaps. So yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. And it, it was the crazy. ease of access was it wasn't there, but they they've right. they've honed it from what I've seen. Yeah. They've gotten oh, better yeah. over the years as they've released more consoles. It's become more simplified and mm-hmm. easier to use for basically every kind of gamer from every stage of life. Like whether you're a gamer that's been gaming since you were in diapers, or you're an older person just getting into gaming for the first time. They've really optimized the functionality of a lot of these systems to the point where so much of it is just plug in and play, plug and play, and you're ready to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, and and the thing about uh the thing about my uh especially playing on the five band, it's 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 really good because it feels it feels a lot better. Um, it, as far as like the functionality, it, it's pretty easy to manage. It's pretty good. You can jump into something really quickly. I love I love the speed times. I love all that stuff. My thing is, especially now, especially with the PlayStation Plus uh, deal that they're doing now, I think it, I feel like it's so much better than it used to be, for sure. I mean, you get a chance to play a lot of these games um, that you wanted to play, you can now do that, you know, especially get the premium, you get the premium, boom, you're, you're good, you're in. You get to play all these different games, even games that just came out last year, you know, that you never got a chance to purchase. You don't have to purchase. No, you can just jump in and play them, which is pretty nice. I, yeah. I really like that. You know, it's kind of like their own way of doing a, a model like the Game Pass type thing, which is pretty good because I, I feel like, you know, and this hops back onto the streaming thing. You know, this is the this is the model going forward. Of course, you know, Xbox, they, they was the trendsetters that set that of the, the Game Pass model. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody else should try to follow through with that and start doing that because they feel like they see that it's more beneficial and it's, you can make more money from a company standpoint as well. And also it's consumer friendly because, hey, I don't have to spend 70 bucks, you know, to buy this game. I could just go ahead and download that and just pay $15 a month to have to have this whole catalog of games I never got a chance to play. That's that's actually can access a really from good anywhere. You don't yeah. have to have the physical copy anymore because of Game Pass and that kind of yeah. thing. Like they've brought to consoles what PC is basically always had. You don't have to have the physical mm-hmm. copy anymore. And they've done that with PS Plus back way back during like PlayStation 3 initial times. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's great. I love that. I love streaming services. They're so nice because you have so much in one place and that's exactly what game pass and ps plus are streaming services for video games it's so on on brand for our technology and our time period in life right now yep it's so beneficial and especially more now than ever you know with the pandemic is going on a lot of people can't afford 70 dollars worth of games and this is one of the best happy mediums that you can get um so yeah for sure i definitely highly agree with that now, the thing about Xbox that I have concerned as a consumer, you know, and seeing what the community is frustrated about, like you, we were stating, the the communication between the studios and transparency, it's not there the way it should be. And I think that is a big problem um, when it comes to, because there's the games that we don't even know when it's coming out. We saw the, 
We saw the cinematics mm-hmm. back in 2020. We don't know when it's coming out. But I can tell you when this is coming out for Sony, or, or I can tell you what game is coming out uh, for, for Nintendo because they're transparent about what's coming out and what you're going to expect. Um, I have a question was, about that thought. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there's a little, I would, I would debate that a little bit, but go ahead, go ahead, Kimber. Um, <laughs> do, do you think that perhaps the lack of transparency regarding certain games, not the lack of communication, that's just bad all around, but the mm-hmm. lack of transparency towards us as a community about certain games do you think that that has some kind of regard to the competitive market and trying to have like an upper hand by maintaining the secrecy? Or do you think it's just because there are no updates at all? I mean, how I feel about it is this, you know, not from a competitive standpoint, I feel as though it should be something that really needs to happen across the board in general, because you know, it's always good to know, hey, look, we're getting this next year. This is going to be great. We we know more about delays than we do about when a new game is getting ready to come out. When can we expect it? Those are things that we all we, we all want to know, especially think about it. You go to a movie, right? You know a movie. You see the first movie trailer. They're going to tell you when it's coming out. Hey, it's coming out May 2023 or something yeah. like that. You always at least know that, woo, I get a chance to experience this this movie and this month i've just got to hold on you know same thing with the games you know what is our what is our grand uh uh time of the summer when it comes to games you, you know june and you know where you where we used to have yeah summer fest and the xbox showcase uh, the E3. E3. Oh, man. Poor E3. <laughs> R.I.P. E3. I know. Gamescom. Yeah. So we know that we're always hyped for these these events because we like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what, what Xbox got. I can't see. I can't wait to see what's going out with Nintendo or, or what we got for streaming for Steam or, or uh, Sony and all that. We all can't wait for that. And I think when it comes to xbox when we get to the showcase we all hyped about it but oh man i can't wait to see just like what happened 2020 they even phil said he said listen yeah i think one of the problems is we overhyped certain things and knowing that we're not ready quite there yet we're not quite ready for that next step to be transparent because we're still working on certain things and trying to iron out things um so yeah, we don't want to overhype. Yeah, of course it is a competitive a competition around, but I would say as far as 2023 20, is concerned, as far as the competitive market, it's more about can we deliver quality in our in, in our games? Not just having, you know, just with IPs that are exclusive first party, but can we overall can we work together? to make sure that we have the communication there. You already know when you can expect these games to roll out there. If we're going to delay, of course, we're going to tell you definitely. We're going to make a press about it. But at least knowing when a Fable is coming out, when a uh, State of Decay, when is State of Decay coming out, when is Hellblade getting ready to come out. We saw a lot of things from that. They kind of went kind of dark, you know what I'm saying? So we're kind of at the edge. I see, oh, man, when, when are we going to hear something? But I hear Sony keep coming out. Oh, yeah, I know Final Fantasy 16 is coming out on this date. They already looking for it. They got the date. Oh, I know when Tears of the Kingdom get ready to come out. You know, seven days for that. You know, it's it's things like that that 
uh, a lot of the Xbox people are saying that they really want right now. They're really craving it. So, so here's a problem, right? When Xbox was doing their E3s, and I remember I followed the last several E3s and stuff like that, and I actually created a playlist of every single E3 I could find. Um, I remember years like 2017, they showed like 40 games at the show. 2018, they showed like 50 games at the show. Mm -hmm. 2019, I was actually there for 2018 and 19. They showed like 60 games at the show. So they showed all these different games, but but it was always within this 12 to 18 month time window. So within this 12 to 18 months, we expect these games to come out. And usually they hit most of them hit pretty much on their time. Um, what's changed now is that everybody's been asking and begging for, we want to see stuff way off in the future. We want to see what you guys are thinking about coming up, right? Um, so the last couple of shows, they gave us teasers of like, hey, we're working on Fable. Hey, we're working on State of the K3. Hey, we're working on Avowed. We're working on um, all these other games that are just coming down the pipe with no date. We're way off in the future. And, and, and by the way, Sony did the same thing. They said, well, hey, you know, we're going to show, we got Spider-Man coming. And they showed Spider-Man for three or four years straight. Like, yep, Spider-Man's coming. Just let you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know? So so they're kind of in a catch-22 in that um, the date they do announce, the delays that happen since the pandemic has gone on has been a problem. And until they get over that hump, it's going to be an issue. Right? And it's, it's an issue industry-wide, not just with Xbox. But... I think they really just need to stick to that 12 to 18 months. So that means from E3 to December of of the following year. Focus on that and just say a teaser, one or two teasers, and that's it. Say, hey, we're working on this for 25, just so you know, you know, and stick with that. And and that's, I think, the, when they were hitting on their communication, that's what they did. And I think that right now everybody is confused because they start showing us some future stuff. Then they come back and say, no, we're only going to show you 12 months. Then they go back and say, no, we're going to show you some more future stuff. And they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So nobody knows what to expect. And I think that's the biggest issue that they're having right now in terms of the communication. What they're putting out there, a lot of it looks great. You know, like Redfall, everybody was loving Redfall, but the problem with Redfall was that people didn't understand what Redfall was. Arcane was working on Redfall for the longest time, and they didn't really put out any real gameplay on it. They just gave these little trailer teasers, and I was like, okay, that looks cool. Let's see what the actual gameplay looks like. And for me, it was like everybody was expecting Left for Dead or Back for Blood and expecting a game like that. And that, that's not what Arcane does, right? Arcane does like, um, what was it, like Dishonored, and, and they do games like that. So you were expecting more of a dynamic like that, but with multiplayer aspects. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what Redfall is. And that's the problem that a lot of people didn't understand that. Now, I also put this on the journalists, too, because they could have been asking those questions because they got a preview of it. They played the game. Everybody said it looked good. I don't remember anybody saying it looked bad from those previews. So what happened there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that getting back to the community about, hey, we played the game. It looked great. It was only 30 frames a second, though, so we're concerned. You know, nobody said that. 
So, so I think a lot of it comes back to the industry is not hopping to what they did not ask. And that's where the problem is. And I think as far as Phil falling on the store, all honor to Phil for that one because he didn't have to. Because there was nothing, based on all the gameplay that I've seen, and again, I haven't played it myself, so I don't know. Maybe there's some glitches in in certain, like the PC world or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in general, of people that I've seen playing it, it looks like a real cool game. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that it was, you know, maybe it's not $70 worth of a game. I'll give it, I'll give you that depending on your play style. But again, it's again, it goes back to what were your expectations going into it? And I think that's the biggest thing that they need to address with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, and, and that's the thing. It's one of the things and, you know, one of the good things that I liked uh, that Phil did was coming it was just like he did the last time when it came to uh, what was it? Uh, when you remember when people were upset, uh, Jazzy about uh, the Xbox Series X wasn't going to launch um, with uh, Halo Inf- Infinite, and people was hot about that. You remember <laughs> he had got on the show again just to kind of cool down some of the fires um, with that, and, and that's the thing, man. Especially, yeah, what what COVID. You know, everything like that has happened with COVID and a lot of production things have slowed up um, a ton since before the pandemic and a lot of things has happened over the time. It has had an effect on the industry as a whole, especially when it comes to trying to get certain things out day on date. I mean, we saw it with Cyberpunk. Look what happened with Cyberpunk. That was oh, a yeah. hot mess, even though it was a great I was game. I going to say, though, I mean, if we look at, if we're talking about, like, transparency and saying a game is going to be released at a certain time, like, I'm going to be 100% about it. CD Projekt Red dropped the ball with Cyberpunk. They announced it in, what, like, 2012, and we didn't get any gameplay until yep. the following year, and then we didn't get the game until when? That's the point that yeah, I'm trying yeah. to make is like they tr- they had all these promises and they were hyping it up so much. I think now so many game studios are afraid to make the same mistake that CD Projekt Red did because mm-hmm. not only did CD- I saw that game at E3 2019 when they were talking about all the stuff you could do and how great it was going to be. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's and I think a lot of them are afraid to do that same thing. Like they don't want to promise too much because then they're going to get absolutely raked over the coals if anything happens, like with Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. We were given a very underfinished product with Cyberpunk's release. And I'm afraid, um, you know, I think a lot of gaming companies are afraid to make that same mistake. And I can understand that, but it's also you have to... You have to take the initiative and you have to pay your creatives what they deserve and allow them enough time to create a product without creating crunch because the crunch and community demand together are what's going to cause a severely lacking product that has no quality to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to take a bold action in order to get a bold result. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, you know, you got to pay attention to the product you're trying to release and take care of that product because it, the, with Redfall the it's not the 30 frames locked that bothers me it's the vampire ai and certain other things that i've seen 
from the game itself that bothered me like there were aspects to it that needed to be fixed before the game was released are they going to fix it now most definitely there's been so oh, much yeah. community uproar that they're going to have to fix it now otherwise they're gonna it's gonna just keep getting worse they're gonna fix it but we're seeing it again where we are offered peaks at this product then the community starts saying like oh blah 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 blah, blah and running its mouth off and you know, so many communities have this little echo chamber type effect where one person starts saying it and then everyone's like, oh, this must be the running vibe or the running trend. And then they all start saying yep. it. And the community influences the gaming studio by, you know, the publisher being like, you have to do this faster. We're getting too much heat on social media. And it's like, if you take Twitter seriously get off of twitter <laughs> i mean it's no, not no. you cannot game design by twitter exactly <laughs> no, no, i can tell you from talking to people like about the hogwarts legacy controversy i would talk to people at work and nobody knew about it except like one or two people the vast majority had no idea and then honestly i'm in new jersey a blue state and um most of them were like i'm sick and tired of this whole issue anyway not going to go into politics but i'm just saying yeah uh no one knew about it um I'm going to give a different idea on, on the whole thing. I don't tend to look at trailers. I don't even want to know release dates because I'm by nature an impatient person. So, <laughs> like, no, well, like, everyone's like, have you seen the latest trailer from Lightfall at one point? I'm like, no, because trailers, you know what? You see a trailer, you're going to get hyped up. Every This has happened so many times, especially with Destiny 2, where you look at the trailer, mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, that looks so exciting. And then you get the thing, and it's like, yeah, they cut out all the best parts. And put it into a trailer. So I don't even watch trailers. Um, you give me a date. I'm going to be impatient about the date. So half the time I can't tell you half the games that are coming out. I work in a store. And a game will come. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't know this was coming out. Sweet. Like, all of a sudden, Tears of the Kingdom was like, a guy I work with was like, hey, you can pre-order the, the Switch, the Tears of the Kingdom Switch. Oh, I can? Awesome. And I pre-ordered it. But... It wasn't until, like, the last two weeks where I'm like, oh, Tears of the Kingdom is now coming out next week. I got to finish Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, the only time I ever got really hyped up recently for a trailer was the new War from Warframe, where it's like, oh, my God, you get to play as a Corpus and a Grenier, who are the enemies in the game. You've been killing them the whole time, and now you get to see it from their perspective. Other than that, I, I mm -hmm. don't, trailers are an excuse for the studio to overhype and lie, and then the people get overhyped about it and then when it doesn't meet their expectations they get mad so i, I don't really watch it's all about them pre-order sales gotta make that money before the yeah. game even drops and we don't yep. even get cool stuff with pre-orders anymore nope. do you remember back on the original xbox 360 and playstation 3 playstation 4 days you pre-ordered something you got stuff yeah. that was exclusive to only pre-ordering yep. it mm -hmm. and I mean, sure, it was another cash grab, but they at least gave you something in return. Now we pre-order games, and we have to wait forever for a product that may or, be not, may or may not be what we were promised. And that's kind of, it's a little disappointing to me mm -hmm. to see how things have changed to so much of not just a passion anymore. Because video games used to be about passion projects, people telling stories through video games. And now we have essentially 
carbon copies of each other trying to do the same thing because this game made a lot of money and it's not about creativity for a lot of things anymore it's it's about how much money can we make how quickly can we make it by hyping this up before the product's even out well the thing with pre-orders that's why i love game pass yeah for sure pre-orders okay there there's first off nintendo I will generally pre-order Nintendo because Nintendo, Zelda, you know that name game's not going to be broken. You know mm-hmm. any Mario? Oh, no, there are some game it. companies that are really good yeah. about it still, but yeah. So yeah. Nintendo, I will pre-order. On top of that, it depends on where you're doing your pre-order. So sometimes I will pre-order a game, but I have a week to pick it up. So that means I can at any point after the game, you know, after the so after the game releases, you have a week to pick it up. If I see any reviews, like because. Physical games are getting harder and harder to get. So sometimes if it's a game that I, you know, I see we don't have a lot of copies mm-hmm. of it in the store, I will pre-order it because games usually come to the store like two weeks early or a week and a half early. So I see how many copies we have. I'll put a pre-order in. And then I will listen to ACG. I will not listen to anyone else because all of the, I mean, don't get me started on Skill Up, who thinks this is the best season of Destiny 2 ever and these last two, you know. No. ACG. <laughs> ACG, I will listen to ACG. And if I hear issues with the game, I can easily cancel it. So, I mean, that's the thing. You can cancel a pre-order. It depends on where you're getting it from. Amazon, on the other hand, you can't... Like I said, you have a week after it's released to pick it up in-store. Mm-hmm. So it's already out, so then people are talking about it. But Nintendo, yeah, like I said, I have Tears of the Kingdom on pre-order. I'm looking forward to that one, definitely. It's going to be pretty have, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like I said, you know, you always hear these things. Even I've heard, uh, you always hear, "Oh man, the feel out here ducking," you know, from all from from <laughs> from all the times with Redfall. And it's just like, no, he's not ducking. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, he knows. He even stated that, yeah, there's no excuse for, you know, what happened. You know, people was up and happy, but they're trying to fix the problem. You know, so that way. It's pretty much going to go on his redemption arc, you know, to fix the game, to make sure everything's good. But um, he did say he did learn oh. from that he wants to start having more communication with his studio. Oh, Phil Spencer? Yeah. Yeah. He came out oh, on man. that. Well, and, and, and man the important thing, thing, too. I mean, he's the CEO, right, of yeah. Xbox or Microsoft. Okay, first of all, he's not even in charge of that personal studio, okay? There is, like, there is a manager that works within the company that manages what that studio gets. And that was the problem there. It was not Phil Spencer's fault because we can't blame him for one game. We have to remember exactly all the cool stuff he's done for Xbox specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean... The poor guy. The the other thing too that I want to point out as well is that he's had a very much trusting attitude with all of his studios, right? One of the reasons why a lot of those studios and publishers agreed to sign on was the fact that he was not going to be heavy handed about what they do. He was going to allow them the freedom to create and do innovative things. Uh, innovative things that they haven't done before. So that's where you get things like, for example, grounding. You get things like um, uh, uh, Bleeding Edge. You get things like Redfall that the team had been working on and wanted to finish. You know, you get a lot of things that you don't get otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's true. 
that's the thing. Yeah, like even when he was talking about, you know, we're getting all those things. And there's one thing that he always he he did say. He said yes. He said a lot of times we. He said I do understand people are paying. There's people who are paying seventy dollars for these games like this. And he said our focus is to bring the quality to the games. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty good. I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he did say that. Um, to let people know, listen. Yeah, we did drop the ball. You know, we're working hard. Um. But same time, we're gonna we're we're going to make things right. We're gonna make things better, and um, they got a lot of things coming. Like I said, of course, the community right now they're they're nervous because they're like, oh snap! If this took an L, I I, I wonder what 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 your uh, star field is gonna be because that's supposed to be um, a super big AAA title for uh, for Xbox for sure um, to come out, and people are really banking on this that it's gonna be good. Do you guys think that the Xbox community should just keep their their standards at a at a at a, a easy medium for it and not overhype themselves, or do you feel like they should be hyped for it and you know they should they should expect everything that they're thinking um, that they're going to expect out of, or do you think they just need to? Keep the expectations low for now until things come out, till we get some gameplay, till we get, you know, till we get it in our hands. You know, what are you guys thinking about that? Do you think they should keep that, they could set the standard just a little medium above what they think um, as far as the hype and quality that they think they're going to get or just, just remain the same? I think they you should know? absolutely be held to a standard. I mean, that having that standard there does, you know, help propel and create, you know, the desire for this to be good. You know, if there are no standards, then, you know, they can just throw anything at us and hope it sticks. But I think, I think it's important to have the standards, not too much of a demand, but I definitely think as a company that's been around and really well established and has had a lot of successful releases i think they can certainly afford to be held to a standard and that's why i i wanted to say this earlier about having a release date i think that also applies a certain amount of healthy pressure that can be good for the creatives working on a game if there is no release date then they can just you know kind of dilly dally and take their time and you know, and that's that's not good either. Taking too much time is not good. <laughs> but but let me ask you this. If anybody knows about it, uh, Star Citizen. No, but let me ask you That's this. one that does not have a release date. <laughs> they just keep going. No, well, let me just say this, though. Like, we, as people who aren't developers, don't you think they overhype this, the expectations as well? That's why I, I don't know. Like, we, we, we yeah. can't. They can't be expected to hold to our standards because I, I, I just want a game that's not broken. A lot of us yeah. don't understand the technological restraints that developers have to deal with also. It's not just uh -huh. um, the technology they're dealing with, but the power of the console and that that also has to be factored in. So it's not just what we don't understand from the development side point like you stated, but it's also we don't understand a lot of those other constraints as well, or a vast majority of the community doesn't understand it. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Um, I do software development, but not in gaming. 
there's a lot of little things that go along with actually creating an actual application and product game, whatever. And so you have to really be cons- uh, thinking about, okay, do I have this amount of budget for, for this character or do I need to pair it back? Does it have this ability to do these actions or do I have to pair that back? And so there's a lot of things that you have to think about in the overall design, the graphical uh, textures, all of that stuff that you have to consider when you're actually <laughs> right. developing a game. So for example, recently there's uh, been some testing by a, a group, uh, a YouTube group, Hardware Unboxed, where they compared eight gigabyte video cards with with larger size video cards. And they noticed that there was a big frame performance difference just because of the VRAM. So that's something that as developers, they have to think about and say, okay, because of this VRAM issue, we're going to have to pare back the texture loading that we do. You know, so there's a lot of little things like that that pop up to somebody later on in the pipeline. They're like, oh, crap we missed this piece, we need to put this back or we need to adjust how we do our textures here. So that's kind of, those are the kinds of things that a lot of those in the Twitterverse don't really understand. Yeah, they don't get that. When they're playing the game, it's not just the character moving on the screen or the enemies moving on the screen. It's everything in tandem that the programs within the console have to take care of. It's like there's so much within that game that's not just, it's not just, you know, it's not as straightforward and as simple as it looks. It's a very complicated process and every little thing within a game takes up power. It takes up assets and there's only so much you can do with those assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about those guys that say, well, Xbox got all of these, all this money. They should be on top of their game, you know. You know, you get all those guys who say that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they're buying the studios. Right, right. Yeah, and it's it's one of those hard topics where it's like, uh, you know, from from this, this is this is because we got to look at it from this perspective too, especially putting ourselves in Phil Spencer's shoes. He's got a lot going on right now. The CMA just blocked his things. The Redfall didn't do as good as they hoped at launch. He's he's pretty frustrated right now. <laughs> you probably we probably imagine, you know, and he's really stated that, especially on the interview, how frustrated he is right now and disappointed. Um, well, not only that, but then also the game delays are still piling up. You know, those are things that he really thought probably were cleaned up by now. You know, mm-hmm. and Halo is still not performing where they would want it to be. I'm sure. Exactly. So, so that's another thing as well. You know what? Not that it's nearly impossible to get an xbox series x all right look i I say i work in a store i can't say where because uh (laughs) you know but no but you know what you can get a ps5 piece of cake you can't get an xbox then you cannot get an xbox series x so ain't that funny how it reversed (laughs) it used to be the other way around during the holidays everyone was buying xboxes because those were easy now it's it's ridiculous the uh the God of World War, just, yeah, there's so many PS5, so. Mm-hmm. Well, the Series um, it, it speaking at a hardware level, the Series S, you can get two Series S's roughly for the same Series X. So 
by order amounts, if they're trying to get volume out the door, they would probably order more Series S's than they would X's. Just because of the chip die size is about half, roughly a little bit more than that, but about half of what the Series X is. Mm -hmm. So everybody who has the 4K TVs... Mm. Well, yeah, because you have a certain chip order. When they put in the chip orders, they go into places like TSMC and order a certain amount. I can't understand half of. Is is it just me or am I the only one who's having trouble understanding? It's it's my no, it's, it's my microphone. Mic, I'm sorry. I'm understand. having a hard time too. Okay, I'm gonna have to try to switch my mic again. Yeah, try to switch I it. I'm just saying. I know that the PS5 we have over a hundred units. The Xbox. We have maybe 20 now, and we haven't had it for a while. The Series S, we now have, like, 20 units, which we didn't have any at all. And we have, like, five of the Series X, which we didn't have any at all. But the mm -hmm. the PS5 is just ridiculous. Yeah, they, they really, because uh, I remember when uh, Sony had put out the statement about, you know, we got a lot more uh, uh PlayStation's now to start shipping now. We're we're pretty good with production right now. They they've been people have been getting their hands on on the PS5 lot now, which is which is pretty good. They're more in stores now, and you have a lot of access to them than you we did the past two years. So um, that's pretty that's pretty good. But the Series X, I, I guess there's something going on with production. I, I'm assuming um, because you can even get the the Tears of the Kingdom Switch, which sold out. Really fast for pre-orders, but now you can pre-order it. Well, last I checked, it was available at Amazon and Best Buy. The, mm -hmm. the not not third party, the Tears of the Kingdom limited edition Switch. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, you know for sure, just to see how you know the thing the tides turn when it comes to the productions of like just from the switch from oh we can't get a P ps5 to now things are going on where it's hardly you can't hardly get a a, a series x now or s you know it's it is tough out here when it comes to the games who's trying to move up and upgrade to the next level you know but uh i definitely um uh, i definitely uh you guys were really spot on with a lot of the uh just a just a overall situation uh, what's been going on with Xbox and everything like that, and you know, it's it, it, it putting yourself into Phil Spencer's shoes and just trying to think of what is all this man is going through. You know, when it comes to all these things that it's just been affecting, you know, him and it, it's it's tough. It, it really is tough when you think about it. So like, I will man. say, I wish Twitter would have chilled out because there is no reason to barrage one individual with so much toxic crap just because of what's happening with one game. With one game. Come on, people. This mm -hmm. is so uncalled for. Yep, there was like, Twitter, I, I can't believe it. Minority. Nobody, most people aren't on Twitter. Don't. No one should listen to Twitter. These people need to learn not to listen to Twitter. Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy proved otherwise. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy proved otherwise. It, that game sold like 15 million copies, so people, nobody's, no. It's, it, yeah. Honestly, even Destiny, when I talk about Destiny 2, the, the handful of people that argue with me about Destiny 2 on Twitter are not the majority. The people who actually play it are like, 
like that stupid teacup scene. They're like, yeah, that was stupid. Whereas on Twitter, <laughs> what was, oh what's that God. saying? What is that saying? It's something like those that like have nothing good to say scream the loudest or something like that. Like yeah, those so. that have really toxic things to say are always the most vocal ones because the ones that have good things to say are out there enjoying life. They're not spreading hate on the internet or on Twitter for no good reason. You know, it's like they're out there playing the games. They're out there experiencing the stuff that people on Twitter or other social media are like dragging through the dirt and talking badly about. Mm -hmm. What do they always say? Uh, if you don't like something, just don't support it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be so you weird and hateful about it. Like, come on. You got to support it. Just don't support it. You know what I'm saying? Walk with on your feet. Hand, <laughs> on the other hand, I would like for them to get better. I think the tea. So that's why. Yeah. I, I can but, see, no. you know, sharing opinions is how we grow as people and being open mm -hmm. to the opinions of others and the experiences of others is how we develop compassion and empathy for others in different situations but you know you also have to remember to take care of yourself and you can only go so far as far as sharing knowledge and if that person wants to accept it that's totally on them that's up to them mm -hmm. at that point right yeah and it's all of it's it's all about and being open to be able to have discussions you know how you see some some people nowadays that uh when you have when you try to talk to them about something they get defensive or then they start, you know, bashing you, uh, whether yeah. then just having a conversation about certain things. I don't have to hate you if I'm if I have if I agree with something that you don't agree with. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's we just a part of life. Discussion. There can be, you know, a mature discussion about differing opinions or values and stuff without getting hateful and calling each other names and, you know, acting like that. Mm -hmm. Except the teacup scene. That sucked. <laughs> no one, I'm talking to anybody who says that the teacup scene did not suck. <laughs> was just... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's one of those things. It's just like okay, you know, moving on. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's just like okay, if I try to talk to somebody about it, we already know what which way it's gonna go. You know, especially on Twitter, you know, you always have these people that just they they want you to to tell them their your opinion, and once you do, okay, now I'm canceling. <laughs> it's like what, you know, but uh, it, it's always funny. I always find that funny. But you know, yeah, for sure, you know, you guys really nailed it when it comes to the Xbox thing. You know, like I said, a lot is going on, and of course, the showcase will be in June, so. Um, that's when we'll be able to see what they got in store, what are some things, and that he did mention in that interview that there are some of the things that he even said, like your state of decays and things like that. We'll probably be getting a little bit more information on when those are going to be day and date. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to the, the Xbox showcase for sure to see what, what we got coming down the pipeline and what's actually on the horizon for the start releasing soon. So How's my audio now? Is this better? Sure everybody wanted. Oh yeah, sounds good. 
Okay, good. I was just going to say that uh, State of Decay 2 does have a new update coming out this month. So within the next week or two, I believe. So so they'll be very interesting. And then, of course, uh, they're having the State of Decay 3 coming out sometime in the future. And we'll find out. Hopefully we'll find out when. Okay, okay. Nice, nice, nice. That's good, you know, especially... Uh... Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's good to get those updates to see what what's going on in the studio. Uh, it, it's always a breath of fresh air because at least the community knows, okay, it's coming soon. We're getting an update, a couple of things happening here and there. It's always good to hear that, you know, that transparency, knowing what's coming out, what's down the pipeline. Wait, which game was State of Decay? I'm trying to remember which, if I have a play, if I've played it. Is it a first person shooter? No, it's actually a community-based action um, game. You basically are in a, a zombie apocalypse, and you're building your base with all the different uh, facilities and things like that. Um, both games are actually in Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, you can check them out. Um, but I kind of got into it after seeing some people play the first State of Decay online, and then I kind of got hooked on it after that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, probably not. You're talking to someone whose favorite list of favorite games are Destiny, Warframe, <laughs> Borderlands, Doom. Yeah, then you I might not have seen that one yet. It is that. third person, so it's not first person. So definitely. <laughs> but it is very, it oh, has no, a unique no, system. It has a unique system where um, characters are, um, basically, if you lose a character, if that character dies, it is gone permanently. You cannot get that character back. There's no there's no recovery, no save, no going back, no anything. So if that character dies, it's gone. No, well, no, Warframe is third person. It's just I'm more of the I want to kill as many things as possible, as fast as possible, with as many guns as possible. The faster and the more guns that are available, the better. Mm-hmm. So It's kind of like that in a way building. where you have that. You know, it's definitely... Building. <laughs> it's good though once you play yeah. it it's pretty good yeah if you're into like managing if if you like doing more than just shooting guns and, and running over zombies if you like community management surviving the zombie apocalypse all that kind of thing it's actually a pretty decent game so if you haven't checked it out it's, it's worth a check out at least if, particularly if you have game pass it's worth checking out and seeing if you like it so mm-hmm <laughs> I'm telling you, it's <laughs> no, no. You, you had to, you no, had to check it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. My dojo in Warframe is literally empty with just the lab. <laughs> they can't even get me to spend five minutes. Yeah, Warframe might be taking up too much of your time. <laughs> no, 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 That's no, busy enough no, as it it's is. Not that. It's not that. It's I'm okay. My dojo is empty. Because I'm mm. too busy killing stuff and playing the actual game. It's the same thing with Destiny, where my guardian wears default, has been wearing the same armor for the last three years. What you working on? With the, <laughs> with the exact same. Look, even if I were to switch up my armor, I would use the exact same ornaments because I don't care. Uh, like I said, my, my friend Bugs the Kids is trying to get me to get into Fashion Frame. And I mean, my ship on Warframe is just. I dumped a whole bunch of stuff. So community <laughs> management? Why the hell am I going to community manage when I can shoot as many things as possible? She's uh, she no, pick like, them up like, and I, shoot I, them. 
this isn't meant to be like I know other people. Each person like Shadow, like a friend of mine, Shadow likes RTS games. So I know each person has their own type of game that they like to play. So this is I don't want to like come across as being mean. It's just for me, like I said, Destiny, Warframe, mm-hmm. Borderlands, Doom, Doom Eternal, Halo, lots of guns, lots of bad guys. What about First Descendant? <laughs> uh, actually that's on my list of stuff yeah I can't uh, wait for that to come Wayfinder. out uh, Wayfinder looks interesting because I know Digital mm-hmm. Extremes is involved in that one and Digital Extremes is the developer of Warframe um, did you see that game Um, uh, what is it called I think it's called uh, is it Prototype or something like that it's a game that uh, From Software is making with the mechs and you're shooting everything Armored Core yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my list of stuff to play as well. It definitely looks cool. I mean, I've played Anthem. I've played Evil West. I've played... Um, it looked like an Anthem way. type of game, you know? Yeah. It, um, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, so... You got it? We got uh, a lot of, I'm going to put that, that on my list of... Um, yeah, not You got to put that on... <laughs> on my list of no... What about uh, Everwilds? I, I remember, um, you know, I know we we had some things. They did showcase a, a little bit of that. I wonder when we're going to get like, a, you think we're going to get kind of like a full reveal on that um, in June? Hopefully. Maybe. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it because Everwild's been kind of silent for a long time. Um yeah. I, I mean, it could be closer to ready by now, but they didn't really release a whole lot of information about what the game actually is. They just showed a lot of pretty pictures, which look cool, but right, right. <laughs> we have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> right, right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I hope, you know, we get that. You know, I think that that would be pretty cool if they give us something. Well, I wouldn't you know. be surprised if we heard more about Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark yeah. would be something where they showed a little bit more information about what you're doing, why you're there, and everybody kind of knows what Joanna Dark is about. So I think Perfect Dark might be a safe bet um, just because we know that's a little bit further along in development. They had Crystal Dynamics working with them and stuff like that. So so um, that studio is also another studio that we don't know a whole lot about what's going on behind the scenes. Um, we know that they do have some help that came in, but we don't know if it was just they created the concepts and now they're having another team do the actual development work or or what. But mm-hmm. but I think for um, Perfect Dark, that might be one we see more information on. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I definitely can see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's yeah. I can see. I definitely can see it. Them talk about certain things. Probably get it like a little a trailer or something like that. You know, showcase. Yeah, we're here. We're coming. It's coming. You know, I I, I definitely can see that for sure. But I I, I think we're, we're we're preparing for a lot of things that's getting ready to come out. Um, shortly, we're about to get the showcases coming in. You know, uh, I know the Sony showcase is on its horizon. Xbox, of course, is on its horizon. And, of course, the Nintendo Direct, we already know that, which we're about to jump into, uh, especially about uh, this whole thing with um, Tears of the Kingdom. So I definitely want to jump into, want to ask you, Kat, what is going on with 
the whole uh, thing with uh, the gigabytes when it comes to um, our beloved title that's getting ready to come out for Zelda. What's going on? What's going on on here? I I don't honestly. I didn't understand what the big deal was. So it's originally it was like going to be sixteen, and they dropped it down to fourteen, or it was going to be eighteen, and they dropped it down to sixteen. So it's actually going to be smaller. But I mean, that was back when they were they maybe they were able to optimize it better. Is my guess. Um, honestly, I I I mean, if it were any other company, I know people would be like, oh, they removed content. But this is Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Especially with their flagships, how often do we hear about Nintendo playing those games? You know, putting, you know, like like when they said, like, I think it was, what was it, the D Dark Below or something was supposed to be part of the original game where they, they cut the game up so that the, they could release DLC. Mm -hmm. Nintendo doesn't play that. It, it, no. So what I, you I, see is what I'll you say, get. Yeah. I think what's a bigger deal is the fact that, for example, Kotaku has been blacklisted by Nintendo, which, get on Nintendo, uh, given some of the garbage Kotaku's written about Nintendo. Or, That's true, um, yeah. the fact that the game has been leaked, which, um, I know a guy from Nintendo, and one thing that's very important for Nintendo is spoilers. They don't want... The, Nintendo is very, very picky. They want you to experience their game the way... They want you to experience, which is why they're very picky about their controllers. They do, one of the reasons you want to know why Nintendo games don't come out on PC. It's because everybody has different types of computers, and they don't. They want to equalize the experience to everyone. So they don't want somebody with a forty ninety playing a Nintendo game, and they have a superior quality to somebody who has a ten seventy. No, everyone just play playing the Nintendo games on the Nintendo Switch. They're going to get the exact same experience. Nintendo is very very picky about that. They released mm -hmm. their games on Friday. You wonder why Nintendo games come out on Friday? Nintendo, not a third-party Nintendo like like Ubisoft on the Switch, because yeah. they want you to be able to play it over the weekend. This is actual truth. Nintendo releases mm -hmm. their games on Friday, so you can play it over the weekend. So the, the what bothers Nintendo about the spoilers? Well, first of all, it's the fact that people are pirating their game, which hey, you're stealing. Um, they don't want people getting spoiled, which. I, I don't play them. I had Hogwarts Legacy spoiled for me because some non-binary kip thought it would be funny to respond to one of my pictures from the game with the spoilers. I hope that son of a... <laughs> no, it was, it was nasty. Right, I look, I, I posted a picture. You can do this thing where you can get the cats to levitate. So I'm like, look, flying kitty. And someone goes and gives me the spoiler. And he's like, I'm a wow, non-binary so it's like, I hope your nine binary goes up your ass, you son of a... No. So, and it was, and so I it. actually... No, because it was nasty. It was flat out nasty. And the son Stay of a was, was spamming it all over Twitter. The dude, his entire Twitter account was spamming that goddamn comment to everyone. And That's he thought it was, oh, terrible. look at me. I'm this non-binary son of a whatever. Take your non-binary nonsense and shove it up your ass. I'm sorry. Oh that really got to me. It was like I was really looking forward to the game, and I'm still going to play it. I hate to tell you, but not only did, did I buy it, I bought it on Xbox and PlayStation. I'm going to buy it on Switch. A friend of mine gave it to me on Steam, and I mm -hmm. bought it for my brother on Steam. So your nonsense didn't discourage me from buying the game multiple times. But I can understand That's what I say. You got to hide from You got to hide from those... Uh... The, the, those people who like to, to spoil stuff, I hate that because it's just like, oh, come on, man. 
Yeah, and you're not even looking for it. That's the no, worst but at least thing. in the case, yeah, no, but at least in the case of the the Breath of the Wild, people, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, no one around is going around maliciously spreading it. You can't right, avoid right, it. which is good. In the case of Hogwarts Legacy, this scumbag was responding to everyone who was talking about Hogwarts Legacy because he's Mister Non-Binary. God, that makes that that makes because a lot of times, especially when there's an anticipated game or uh, or expansion coming out. You got too many. There's too many people who are leaking stuff. Um, somehow they managed to get the code or some a disgruntled uh employee or something like that. You know they they decided okay I'm gonna ruin their reputation by spoiling their title in hopes of ruining it ruining their money. You know making process when it comes to. Terrible. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but let me just say one other thing. They don't. I don't know how they got this game. They showed pictures of people selling it on Mercari, the physical copy of the game. I don't know how they wow. got this because I'm, I'm in a store, and Nintendo is very, very picky. I can tell you, we do not get Nintendo titles until two or three days before release. Sometimes we don't even get it until, mm-hmm. like, the day before. So this is somebody who stole it probably from within Nintendo. Because mm. even when, when you get... So when you get the game before it's released... It doesn't come from like a store's distribution center. It comes from Nintendo. This did not come from your Walmarts, your Targets, your Best Buys, your Amazons. They don't have this game yet. This mm. is from someone from within. This has to be someone from within Nintendo. Well, it also depends on who manufactures the um, the physical cartridges and things like that as well. Because that's also yeah. a lot of times what happens is like even even like chip manufacturers have this issue where they'll send out BIOS samples or samples to companies, and those third party companies then leak things out or or let things slip out and things like that. That's so. True. Yeah, that's so, true. So there's there's a lot of different ways that people can get things under the covers without realizing it, you know. I'm just saying it did not come from a Target, a Walmart, an Amazon, or a Best Buy. Or a oh, no, no, because they would have got, they would have had to get the game shipped to them in order to do that, yeah. Yeah, And facts. it has not shipped out yet. As I said, Nintendo in particular is very, very picky. Their games do not arrive in the store until like a day or two before it releases whereas other ones are a week or two before so no this this person yeah insider definitely Mm, yeah yeah and and stuff like that is kind of hard to do in the day of social networking now um because one of my best i mean i've loved games for a long time but one of my best gaming experiences was when halo 2 released and i played that game from beginning to end and i got to the end and what happened at the end of that game and i was like wait is that that can't be it. I was like, no, and I'm really ready to throw my controller at this TV in that instant. Um, for those who have, well, Halo 2 is like really old at this point, so I'll just tell you what happened. So basically, you go into Halo 2, and and you're getting into this spaceship, and you get back to Earth, and it says, hey, I'm coming to finish the fight. And you just got through this mega battle, and you're ready to go, get ready to start fighting on Earth, and it cuts to black, and it ends right there. And you're just like, wait, there, there's nothing... <laughs> And it, and it was like one of those memorable moments that you just can't get when you spoil the endings, because at that moment, you didn't expect it to end on the cliffhanger like that. But at the same time, if you know the history of Halo, it was because they ran out of development time. And so they never really got to finish with a proper ending. So they just cut it right there with you picking it up with Halo 3. And so 
I said all that because now with social media, particularly with Twitter, with Facebook, with with all these social media aspects, people are in a rush to get through the story, to be the first to post it online, to get that Internet clout, to get that notoriety and then um, not really enjoy the moments of the story the way they used to. And that's something that we kind of lost with the with this with the social media thing as it propped up over time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, man, with with the whole leak stuff, and people people get carried away, and people have those opportunities to um to do that. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's terrible for sure. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, it like I say, guys, do not worry. The game is still going to launch. Um, the way you want it to be is going to be one of the biggest things Nintendo has put out um, since Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, man, you guys sit back and, and enjoy it, man. It's going to be excellent. So, that being said, so on the Sony side, y'all. So, apparently, what's going on with PlayStation is the fact that uh, PlayStation shut down uh, Concrete Genie devs. Um, so, which is sad, uh, uh, Pixel Opus, you know, that's one of their first party PlayStation Studios, as we know, um, it's out in California, and they definitely did the uh, Entwined in, in and the, uh, the Concrete Genie titles. Um, so they finally, they, they finally said to say, oh, they're not going to be uh, doing anything. I think it's June the, uh, yeah, it's June 2nd. That they're gonna officially be closed down. So, uh, we all know how, uh, especially Sony has been doing a lot of regulating too, and they want to make sure they keep things in line, especially with their portfolio of studios and stuff like that. And uh, this is one of those, I guess they, from what I'm seeing, I guess they figured that they pretty much have no use for that studio in particular anymore. So they they went to that alternative. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be missed. Uh, I hope they do some kind of sale or something and put it on there, put it on the, the PlayStation thing plus deal, so that way people can still play those games or give them a re uh, a remaster or something before you know they they finish it out. But uh, but uh, Cat, I know you you really love those games. So what's your thoughts well, on that? Honestly, one? no, I I, I haven't played. I have it. I just haven't played because honestly, it's a VR game and VR isn't. Look, I have the PlayStation VR, but when you come home from work after a long day, the last thing you want to do is turn on a goddamn VR. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, um, no. So I, I'll admit, I have it. I got it on sale. I, I haven't played it. I, I like. So I just was. I thought when I first read the article. The title, I misread it. I thought that the game was being shut down. And I'm like, wait a minute, no, there's no way the game is being shut down. It's a single-player game. You don't need a online server or anything. So mm-hmm. I have a physical copy. I'm good. Yeah, at least you got you got your copy, you know. It's pretty good, you know. It, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, man. You know, they're, they're shutting those things down. They're, they're, it's one of the, it, it, We see studios go, you know, from time to time. We don't see them. We don't see them go as much, but you know, to see that, you know, happen, it's like, ah, oh, man, 
looks like no more uh, extra titles or sequels for the game going forward unless they give it to another uh, one of their studios to start to do them. But I don't think so. I think they're going to kind of just sunset it. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. What would you make of it, uh, Kimber? I think uh, it's, it's probably a pretty solid business move on behalf of Sony because, you know, the entire time the game studio has existed, they've released, what, like two games, three games? Their first game was mm-hmm. a rhythm game, and the second one, Concrete Genie, did fairly well in terms of reviews and stuff, but two games in the entirety of the career for, you know, Pixel Opus is kind of, I can see from a business side point why Sony would be like, okay, it's time to close this one down and it's not financially viable. But at the same time, the games that they created were really unique and really cool and enjoyable from what I did see of them. I liked Concrete Genie. It was really unique and it was really cool how, you know, so much of the art came alive and the story about, you know, a a bullied person, bullied guy named Ash finding, you know, courage and strength within himself, you know, it was cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it was a pretty powerful title, but that also being said, two games in the entirety of the studio existence just... It's not bad, but I can see from a financial standpoint why Sony would want to focus on other projects. And just because mm-hmm. the Pixel Opus is devolved or dissolved doesn't mean, you know, those developers aren't going to get picked up by other studios inside Sony or other projects inside Sony. Because I think if I read correctly, it's an in-house studio for Sony, right? Yeah. It was? Mm-hmm. Okay. 20 people, so they're probably going to give them different jobs. Yeah, probably probably just be absorbed by different projects within Sony. So I'm not sure if it's really a a negative thing because people are probably still going to have jobs and that's great. Mm -hmm. And the games, they're released, they're out there. They're still going to be part of gaming history forever now. You have a physical copy, copy, you own it. That's it. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, they're going to have... uh other jobs so you know they're gonna be spread out to the different studios that they have already so i mean it's not it's not it's not much of a concern with that yeah you know at least you got the physical copy the game did well um you know both the games did pretty well so it's just like um you know we understand how how business works you know it's one of those things but uh yeah that's that's definitely something so we made it to the open uh the open panel part of the show. So if you guys have any open topics you would love to discuss, um, especially as far as the gaming is concerned, you are free to bring up a topic. Everyone gets one each, one each topic that you want to okay. bring up that we can discuss. Uh... Who wanna go first? I don't mind going first. I can talk a little bit more about Redfall because we were discussing that earlier. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it yet personally, but I've watched quite a few friends play it. I've seen some videos about it that were both really positive and also really negative at the same time. 
I feel like my opinion is somewhere kind of more neutral ground because I see the potential the game has. And mm -hmm. I know it's not going to be left in the state that it's in right now with the AI being what it is and certain things being the way that they look and that kind of thing. I'm not going to like give too much away because I'm not sure who wants to play it or who doesn't want to play it. But I know that there's room for improvement and I hope I see that improvement before other titles are focused on or before they start moving on to DLC or whatever. So I'm really hoping that they fix a lot of the problems that I saw. Cause some of them are pretty glaring. Like the vampire AI is one of the ones that bothered me the most. It has no, mm -hmm ability to react to the character aside from just straight out attacking like i've seen videos where the character can position a car between their character and the vampire that's attacking them and the vampire won't go around the car and reroute itself it just flings itself at the car over and over <laughs> and it's like that throughout the whole entire game and i was like oh no i don't i don't like that yeah, it's that's actually it's kind of weird. It's like, uh, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. It's just like, um, yeah, we're gonna have to do is they're gonna do a lot of updates just to, um, really get it to be the way that they intended it that the whole game to be. I think it's one yeah. of those things where they're trying to work on it. You know, for sure. The weapons look amazing, though. The weapon mm -hmm. and character design is great. The The sounds are really cool. I like the music within the game. It's it's pretty nice. Overall, it's a cool-looking game, and it's a nice experience. Mm -hmm. I think, personally, I'm going to wait until it's a little bit, until a few more patches have come out before I really try to dive into it, because I know there are some things that are going to bother me and ruin the gameplay experience just because... I tend to be a little more of a picky <laughs> gamer. I tend to spend a lot of time exploring the environments and, you know, enjoying the character models, whether that be the friendlies or the enemies or whatever. I just kind of like to take it all in. So I don't want mm -hmm. to ruin the experience for myself prematurely, if that makes sense. Right. And, and I was just going to make a quick comment, too, in that um, from what I understand from looking at several of people playing and stuff like that, they said at higher difficulty levels, that's when you'll get a lot of more action on the streets or you see a lot of more NPCs walking oh. around and things like that as well. So. OK, Ooh, OK, that sounds good. OK, that's that's pretty exciting sounding. That gives me some hope. Yeah, that is pretty good. I, I... I'm just glad that they're trying to work quickly with getting a lot of the, uh, you know, the the kinks worked out and trying to get that sixty, uh, that sixty FPS, uh, really going, you know, because I know a lot of people really want that as well, and just fix a lot of tuning issues, you know, and it should be running the way people were intended. What would you estimate? Probably like a couple months down the road. You know, just to get these oh, things. Yeah. It's going to take some time because they're going to have to wait for not only um, game analytics to come back from a lot of people that are going to be playing it for testing and review purposes, but they don't publish reviews. They just give the review to the company. Then they're going to have to test these 
patches and all that. So it's definitely probably going to be another month, month and a half before we see some changes implemented. Unless they're already working on them and pushing it out quickly, then it could be different. Mm-hmm. I do got a, I definitely got one. So uh, apparently there's going to be a PS5 Pro. Um, there's been a lot of things IGN uh, definitely uh, hit on this. A lot of a couple of companies hit on this. Um, so we're getting word that there's a PS5 Pro expected to release in September of 2023. And it also uh, claimed that the new version of the PS5 would eventually replace the older PS5 hardware. And of course, you know, um, they're already going to, they're already starting to send, uh, uh, you know, they already started sending the first, uh, the dev kits to the first party developers already within a couple of months. Then the third party developers will receive the new PS5 by the end of, uh, 2023. So, uh, a lot of these are going to be being made. My question is, of course, it's going to also replace fresh, but, with the detachable disk drive um, that they will have on it as well, which is interesting. Um, But, um, you know, my thing is, okay, what are you going to add to uh, the PS5 Pro to make it crazy good? Like, what? That's my thing. What what are they going to add to it? (laughs) PlayStation. What's lacking from the PlayStation in terms of, like, your opinion? The thing that I think PlayStation really hated was the fact that from a numbers perspective, Xbox had the most powerful console. I think it chapped their behind so hard. <laughs> and, and I think for them, it was like, okay, because they had talked about how PlayStation 4 was the best one, more powerful than the Xbox One and all that stuff. And then Xbox flipped it with the Series X and said, okay, well, I mean, with the um, One X and said, okay, from now on, we're going to have the most powerful console. And and going forward now, PlayStation has had not been able to say that. So I think it really bothered them that with the Series X, they were able to say, we've got the most powerful console ever. And what can anybody say about power anymore? And 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 I think for Sony, they were like, crap, we need to revamp this a little bit or or it or at a minimum enhance the features just a little bit more to make it that much more of an edge for us. And I think that's where the PlayStation Pro is going to come in. Um, Because, you know, obviously with advances in hardware tech since the release of the consoles, you got much better um, lithography going on with the five nanometers now. So you can shrink trips down a little bit more. Um, And then, of course, that'll save you money in terms of chip size and, and, and all that stuff. So a lot of that stuff will come in terms of saving cost and as well as maybe tweaking the performance just a little bit more to make it that much better. So I think that that. They want to be able to lay the claim to just edge out the Series X if they can. If not that, then at least cut costs where they can reduce price. So, why? I mean, I hate to see they are outselling PlayStation. So that, that it's like it's not about. It's just so they can say it because nobody's buying the PS Five because it's it, nobody's buying the Xbox because it's more powerful than the PS Five. In fact, I mean, I've heard people say argue both. I, I, I don't know. It, it's um, most people are buying the PS Five because, you know, the exclusives. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it just 
it seems petty almost for them to be like, oh my god, we have not got the most powerful console, so now we have to make our console more powerful just to say that we have the most powerful console. Yeah, I think, I think, so, you know, me being a PlayStation guy, there's a lot of things that, um, that, that, um, that are really solid when it comes to the PlayStation 5 that are really solid. And then there's some, there's a couple of things that it kind of lacks in certain, certain details of certain things, um, that they really can very much improve on. Um, mm-hmm. especially even with like, even down to their camera, their camera accessories. You know, the whole camera accessory is not the best camera accessory, and especially for it being a next-gen console, you will have something a little bit more high-tech when it comes to their streaming camera accessories. It's pretty much kind of terrible. Um, there's there's a lot of things like that, uh, that especially even thinking about the liquid cooling, that was a problem when they first came out, you know, that uh, that was a, a little problem with the whole little liquid cooling type thing. That was it was bad because a lot of people was, you know, experiencing uh, damaged uh, PS fives and stuff like that. So I'm sure they're going to probably adjust that um, and do something different with that. As far as the heating and cooling system is concerned. Um, Xbox got a really well, they really did a really good job with their heating cooling systems for sure. Um, and I, I'm guaranteed that they're going to probably improve that uh, for sure with the pro that comes out. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that they really needed to work on when it comes to that. Um, a lot of different interface. I'm sure they're gonna fix a couple of things with their UI system. Uh, certain little tweaks in here and there because there's gonna be a lot of different things, especially internally, um, from just the power of it. Uh, but I mean, in all hindsight, you know they've done really well. Yeah, as far as the power creep is console wise, yeah. Uh, we we do have to kind of give it the Xbox with that, but as far as you know how they they've been doing really good with their games and putting out your really good games, of course, different th- things that utilize their system a little bit more. Yeah. Now, can we say can they put out with the next games, especially they were saying about the dev kits um, that they're going to be sending out at the end of the year? Uh, so, I mean, with that, they can utilize their functionalities of their ray tracing much more the different technologies much more and plus we all got to know that you know the technology that they that they put in uh back in 2020 when these consoles because they've been working on these consoles since what was it 2018 2019 uh the technology then you know was next level but we got to also remember we're in 2023 now so there's a lot of different type of technologies that they can put into a pro nowadays that you know is new on the market that they can add something to it. They're always building, making something new. So we'll see what what they what they got to offer when it comes to that. Wait, so the dev kits are going out by the end of the year, which means the console yes. will probably be coming out next year. Yeah, from what okay. from what I'm seeing. Yeah, okay. so that the dev kits for the third party is going to be. Let me see, because they just stated that. So yeah. They know, so apparently, I guess they're expected to. It's expected to release September twenty twenty three. So the 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 new console is expected to release. So they've been working on it. Um, now, as far as the uh, the uh, the dev kits, the prototypes is supposed to be coming up for the first part is within a couple of months. So we're talking probably like July or something like that, August or something like that. 
and then the third party is going to get it theirs at the end of the year. So that means, um, so wait, so that means the console coming out next year then, because the dev kits would have to come out they, before the console's released. Cause they, yeah. So if the first party studios are going to be, they're pretty much getting theirs, uh, probably like August or July, they're going to get their dev kits in August, July, and they expected the P the new PS5's release is supposed to be September 23. So I with guess the actual console. Yeah, from what they're saying, nah. I don't think that nah, I can see them. I can see that January, but I, I don't know about it September. Depends on if they change the APIs underneath the covers, right? I mean, it, it all depends on how the builds work and everything else because. Um, if their APIs are very much the same and the, the dev kits are just optimizing it for the new platform, um, if they have to implement something new, then it would it would cause them to have to change a little bit of code or change some engine code or something like that. But but in general, um, the way Xbox is able to work across platforms so well is the only thing you really have to manage is your memory budget for like textures and stuff like that. So with a PS5 Pro, what you're talking about is maybe you'll have extra shaders or maybe a little more memory. And so you're just basically managing um, higher texture loading or something like that that you would have available with the PS5 Pro. So so in general, sometimes the the change is not as drastic as as going with a whole new console. Like if this was a PS6, yeah, you want to have at least six months to a year lead time to do that. But with a PS5 Pro, yeah. you know, a couple months might be enough to get uh, some of the games optimized for the PS5 Pro. So it just depends on what's changing with the dev kits. That's true. Honestly, if this isn't Sony themselves announcing it, because I have heard people announcing the Nintendo Switch Pro, the <laughs> Nintendo Switch 2, for the since one YouTuber that I I finally unsubscribed to because he was just getting ridiculous, and it wasn't just about the, <laughs> the, the, the Switch Pro. But at one point, I've been hearing about the Switch I Pro for a long time too. Talking about the Switch Pro, I talked about it before the Switch even came out, dude. That's not something to brag about. So while you know what, honestly, I don't see them releasing a console till next year, at the minimum, not before next year, because yeah, dev kits, dev kits. You're sending out the dev kits. You're gonna be sending them out, and even if it's a minimal amount of change, they're still gonna send them out a couple months just to give people time. On top of that, this is IGN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just a couple other sources reported on it as well. Uh, yeah, apparently five. Five hundred YouTubers, at least. <laughs> no, every YouTuber who does Nintendo, at some yeah, point, they... has made a video or two or three about the Switch in the last five years. That's true. Switch yeah. two. On top of that, then there are the people who are like, "Oh my God, is the Nintendo hardware obsolete?" It's like, no, it depends on whether the game is optimized or not. Because people are talking about Scarlet and Violet, and they're like, "Oh, is this proof that the Switch is obsolete?" No, the game was not. Done right. So I don't believe any of these people until Sony themselves say, "Yeah, we're coming out with a console." Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think this though. I think they're gonna probably if they if it's true, then we should be expected to hear something about it in this PlayStation showcase. They're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna wait to there to to do a showcase of it. You know, to say, "Hey, we're gonna give you guys the look of." Because, you know, they always do the little presentations just like they did uh, in 2020 
Um, same thing with Xbox when they were showcasing theirs and and uh, places were showcasing theirs. I think if they're going, to, if this is true, they're probably going to wait to I think June, sometime in June, is the next uh, is the places showcase too around that time. Um, that's probably when they're going to show it. If the if what he's saying is true, that's probably when they're going to showcase that the PlayStation uh, Five Pro and what all comes with it. Because you know they always like to do a whole deep dive and everything. I don't want to interrupt, but I definitely have to step out now. I have to uh, bid you all adieu. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to meet all of you and talk Mm -hmm. with you and share opinions and just talk about some pretty cool stuff happening in the gaming world. So Absolutely. And Kemper, where can they find you so that way they they can get you, you know, and see what's going on with you before you leave? Um, I'm going to go ahead and post a message in the Twitch chat, but you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Kimber, please. Just, you know, K-I-M-B-R-P-L-S. And the same for Twitter. If you feel like following me there, you don't have to. Twitter is such a uh, place. <laughs> it's a place. <laughs> it, it's a place. <laughs> it's, it's a wild place. It can get pretty crazy over there. But anyway, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, and I will uh, give you all good night now. Hey, absolutely. Thanks, Kimber. Go Good talking to you. You know, she she's amazing. She's amazing. She's always over there playing the good old uh, Resident Evil and all that good stuff, man. Definitely go for us. Always a blast over there. And yeah, so yeah, it, uh, uh, it, it's going to be interesting um, what they uh, what they do when it comes to just how they're going to implement. If if this is true, it's going to be very interesting and shocking. It's like, whoa, you know, we're we're finally here. They finally, you know, I just want to see what they what what they added, you know, to the mm-hmm. to the system. I'm not gonna run out and buy it until I see what they hands on have, what's going on, what what's what's new, what did they add, you know, how powerful is it, and all this type of stuff. You know, I I just want to see for mm-hmm. myself what is going on with that system for me to go and uh and, and purchase it, you know, for sure. Mm. But um, so uh, Jazzy, I do know you did talk about the uh, market with the PC and new tech. What's going on with the PC market right now? Yeah, so there's a lot of things happening right now. Um, it, it's 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 really interesting because, of course, if if you've been following some of the hardware news in the PC world and stuff like that, they do have um, relatively recently uh, AMD released their their high their high speed gaming chips. So we're talking about the uh, 7950X3D, the 7900X3D, and the 7800X3D. Um, now, what those those particular Particular chips have a special amount of cash stacked on top of the the die, so you have um, the processing die that has a little bit of cash stacked on top. That actually is great for games because then it can cache instructions and, and code and information right there next to the die, which is optimizing for performance. So, so those have been relatively newly released and and you see the big bump in gaming um intel is still pretty strong they've got their their 13900 series 13700 series and so on are actually still pretty strong but these cash chips are just they're just going like gangbusters now the downside is that because again these are early chips um there are some motherboards that have been having issues and some of the chips have been 
uh, cooking themselves on the board. So um, oh, if you do happen to have one of these chips, make sure that you get the BIOS updates. There's there's several BIOS updates that have been released um, in the recent weeks. Um, just keep an eye out for that. Um, seems to be particularly happening with Gigabyte and Asus motherboards. Um, so, so there's some voltage regulation issues, um, and the chips are not detecting it as clearly. And the motherboards just keep pumping vault, uh, uh, keep pumping voltage into the chips and slowly cooking them until they're burn up. So, so you want to make sure that you uh, keep an eye on that and, and get your BIOS updated and make sure that's all running. So, um, but yeah, in terms of in terms of market, um, if you're looking for bang for the buck and you're strictly talking gaming, one of the good values is to go with a 5800X3D or the um, 7800X3D. Uh, 7, 7800, if you want the newest tech, but you don't want to spend a lot of extra money, then that's the best route to go. The 70, uh, the 5800 is, is the slightly older model, but it still has the high-end gaming features for most of the, most of the stuff that you're going to do. Um, and of course, you got the graphics cards. The graphic cards are always upgrading, so so you get keep an eye on those as well. Mm. Oh, well, that's nice to know because that's the graphics card I have in my computer. It was a pre-built. It's a long story why it's a pre-built. One of these days, I'll build my own. But yes, what I have. All right, I have the sixty eight hundred XT. That's good to know. Yeah. Sixty eight hundred XT. So yeah, that's the that's the uh, the AMD um, graphics card. So so it's very interesting. If you're into the ray tracing, right? Right now, hands down, uh, Nvidia is winning that battle. So so if you're into ray tracing, you want to see the prettiest of pictures, the prettiest of reflections, and all that stuff. Um, the 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 RTX series four thousand series is going to be your graphics card, right? Um, especially if you if you got the money for a forty ninety, it's blowing everything out of the water at this point. So I won't even argue that point. However, or, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying that's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Now, now to be fair though, AMD is not a slouch. So standard rendering, it's right up there with all of uh, Nvidia's graphics cards. They're they're right neck and neck. The only downside is when you turn on ray tracing, the performance hit is is a still pretty strong on AMD side. But if you're running um, a, a graphics card, a seven thousand series um, or six thousand series graphics card from AMD is still a pretty good contender. So you're you're no slouch. You're not having any problems. It's just that if you want the ultimate of performance, and particularly with ray tracing on, then of course you're going to go with with G uh, with the uh, Nvidia. Me personally, I'm looking to do an AMD rack mount build, so I'm going to do all AMD and give that a shot and see how it goes. So. That's what my goal is for this year. So, so well, my first computer was a pre-built because I didn't want to. I was too, you know, I didn't know how to do it. And then something fried on the inside. I don't know exact details. When I took it to the store because I had a warranty on it, they said we do not repair uh, desktop computers with a glass side because they get damaged en route to the service center. So they gave me two thousand dollars in credit. So I had to buy another pre-built from the store. So I'm like, all right, two thousand dollars new computer, <laughs> brand new computer. And, <laughs> and, then, and then I found out, um, yes, um, inflation. Uh, yay! Thank you, <laughs> Biden. I love you so much, Biden. $3,500 to get the computer. And on top of that, the problem is this was when computers were hard to get. 
So my selection was very, very limited. It was either I go with a 2080 Ti because I wanted, I have a G-Sync on one of my monitors. So I wanted okay. to, a good monitor. So I wanted to go for an NVIDIA card. I could either get a 2080 Ti or I could get a 3090. And at the time it was over $5,000. So it's like, all right, I'm going with the AMD. It was, it was, the selection was really, really limited. And it took them two weeks to get their hands on this computer. Yeah. So I was stuck and forced to go with the pre-bid build. But one of these days, I want to learn how to build my own. Yeah, it sounds like you were right in the middle of the whole chip shortage issue and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the thing about it is that, um, you know, a lot of stuff kind of fell down the chain quite a bit with all the chips and stuff like that. So, for example, you had your um, CPU shortages because of the lithography and stuff like that and the the overseas they had the whole pandemic going on as well and then of course you had the people buying up all the graphics cards and everything else and and scalping them and yeah so it got crazy for a little while there and they just could not keep up with with demand and it was insane particularly um now that the prices on the cryptocurrencies have calmed a little bit and and gone down some a lot of the a lot of those mega um, mining farms and stuff like that aren't as active as they used to be. So there's a lot of lot more uh, availability in the market now. So yeah, no, that I, I've noticed it's just at the time I was kind of tied and I stream and everything, so I really needed a computer. So I was like, oh great, very limited choices. Hmm. Cool. One of these days, I'll build my own. It'll be fun. The thing is, I'm more into console. I just, consoles are easy. Consoles are easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely tricky. Uh, Red says, uh, what did he say? Uh, he said, I, uh, he said, I'm going to wait for the 5000 series. Um, and then he says, until I upgrade from my uh, 280, which is pretty nice. And then he said, I've never tested AMD. I've always bought Intel and NVIDIA. He said, uh, he said, that's rough because he never, he never had a pre-built PC, but his brother built all his computers. So I guess if your brother have a company, uh, there is, let me know. And he said, yeah, that scalping on the, uh, the 3000 and 4000 series was crazy, which is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like even for me, like I was trying to, I was there was a time in in twenty twenty I was trying to buy a PC, right? And a lot of a lot of things were missing because of the graphics cards being missing. So I kind of lucked out of that, you know. And I was like, oh man, you know. And seeing a lot of cats trying to buy, just build one, and they still lack parts. So I was just a well. I guess I'll just have to wait, you know, for a time because I I can't uh. I ain't gonna be able to build it. It was it was tough out here for sure. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it, it, it it's it was crazy, but you know, I'm just glad now that you know there's more parts in the market. You know that that they're they're trying to they fixed a lot of the problems that uh were occurring in previous years, and now people can get their hands on new tech that they got coming out. So it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, definitely interesting, and that's good, man. That you you've been you've been keeping an eye out in the tech world, uh, especially with the PC 
And for those of you guys who's trying to build a PC, don't know where to go, or you know, just thinking about different things, this is definitely good to keep your eye on. Him. He's always a, he's always in the know, y'all. You know, always always keep that eye on that. But y'all, we we finally came to the end. I think this was a powerful show, really wonderful show, and uh, we want to try to do more of these uh, for sure. Uh, my plan is to do. If I can, I will. I would love to do a Destiny show, and then do do all the things gaming show the uh, the previous Saturday, and then the Destiny show this one, and the previous. That way, we can kind of have, you know, both in there. So, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Bringing y'all back, and we continue to making these panels and things like that. Um, I do want to have Sovereign on some sometimes to talk with him from the Iron Lords podcast. So, you know, I've talked with him and to have him on but a lot of things is coming down the pipeline y'all we're gonna make sure we cover them but um that being said i, I definitely want to thank everybody for joining as well and you know we're gonna do the floor is yours so jazzy how can everybody find you man and what you got coming up oh yeah thanks man thanks for having me back again it's always fun talking games talking the industry seeing what's going on out there everything else you guys can find me on um i'm pretty much everywhere as a jazzy noop xbox j-a-z-z-y-n-u-p-e xbox uh i am on mastodon as well um you can also find me on facebook on reddit and i'm pretty much everywhere um if you're not sure go to gaming.jazzynoop.net and you'll find me uh on my profiles are listed so streaming everywhere so whenever i do stream um it'll be there and you can find me in all those profiles and again thanks for having me man it's always good here talking to you and we let's do this again whenever you got time hey yeah man no doubt man because we got a lot of stuff to, to, to still cover man it's gonna we definitely gonna do this again man for sure it, 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 i had a good time you know so, oh, uh, yeah, and real quick, apologize about the connection. I was trying something new, and um, it just didn't quite work right. But when I uh, restarted my machine, then things got cleared up a little bit. So, oh yeah, it's good, man. You crystal clear, clear right now. You know, you've been crystal clear for the last half hour, so it's been pretty good. You know, and everybody was answering you, and I'm like, oh my god, is it just me? Am I the only <laughs> one who said your thing? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you was you was you was going hard man you was doing your thing man yeah i mean really great discussions today man i think this is one of the one of these topics you know a lot of people are fired up about uh you know in the community and they'll say you know we're gonna give us we're gonna give us the perspectives you know right perspectives and, and just challenge the narrative and see what's going on and see inside putting ourselves in different shoes i think this was an important topic um, to cover for sure, uh, especially yeah. with something like this and this magnitude, especially with the Activision thing, um, that scope of magnitude, yeah. we gotta sit down and talk about that. <laughs> and that's Microsoft's biggest deal they've ever done. That speaks yeah. to where they're investing, how they're investing in gaming going forward. It's their biggest deal. I mean, even things like Skype and stuff like that weren't this big. So that tells you how much they're they're putting their their foot behind it and everything else. So for anybody questioning Xbox and the brand of Xbox and all that stuff, you're going too far. It's okay. They mess up. They're not they're not managing things quite right. But you know what? The revenues are up. Game Pass is still making them tons of money every month. 
and and they're going to be okay. It's just a matter of as long as they stay the course and correct the things that they're doing wrong, they'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely, man. You 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 hit it on the nail. And like I said, yeah, it's a big asset. You know, it will change the industry for sure. Um, this is something that we haven't seen. You know, like this and this magnitude. You know, in the gaming community, in the gaming industry. So this is something to. It's exciting to see what happens next and how things are going to go with this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand people have their reservations, their concerns about the industry, what's going to happen. You know, it's going to change up a lot of things. But, you know, seeing what, what's going to happen, you know, we, we'll see. It's, it's all a wait and see, you know, before right now. Enjoy your games. Keep playing. Keep grinding. And, um Let's root for all these companies, man, to to continue to make solid products. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. We want we want to sit down and say, "Man, I enjoyed all these games." That's all we want to enjoy them and, and have a good time, you know. So that's the name of the game, y'all. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're Sony, uh, Switch, uh, Nintendo, whatever, Sony, whatever. You know, if you're able to sit down and enjoy what they put out. And it's quality. That's all that matters, man. It, it's all that matters. And being able to play with your friends. You know, we don't we we don't hate on everybody because they're on a certain side. That was way back in the day. <laughs> you know, it's all about playing together, man. That's why crossplay is as big as it has ever been. You know, people love that. People enjoy that. You know, being able to play from I play with my PC guys, play with my Xbox boys. You know. My Switch boys too, you know. I'm I'm glad to see this. I think it's pretty cool, and uh, I'm just I'm excited to see. I want to see. I want to see because most important, I want to see Xbox win, man. I definitely want to see them win. I, I I hate to see when things like this happen, and it, I know they're they they're on their way to fix a lot of these things, a lot of these problems, so they can get back on track to where they want to be. So. You know, just keep on, keep on giving them hope, man. Give them that encouragement. Say y'all got this, man. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know. And for those that said, "Oh, feel feel need to be fired," it's not going to change the state of what what's going on. Even if you fired it, it does. That's not. It's not going to change anything. The, the work starts with what Phil already stated that they're going to be doing. You know, and that he's learned from. Changing, changing up the CEO is not going to change. It's not going to change anything. It's going to be a new CEO in the seat, and he's still got to figure out what's going on. And, and <laughs> Phil's job, and just to be clear, Phil's job is bigger than just Xbox. Absolutely. So, so understand when you're saying fire Phil or replace Phil, he's not just in charge of Xbox. You're talking about the Azure division for Xbox. You're talking about the independent gaming. You're talking about all of Microsoft's gaming strategy with Bethesda, with uh, Activision if they get acquired. All of that stuff falls under Phil. So Microsoft's entire gaming strategy is Phil's responsibility. The individual, the individual um, uh, gaming studios and stuff like that, that goes more like Matt Booty or the head of the Bethesda division or, or whoever's going to be in charge of Activision. So, so they're responsible for managing the individual studios, whereas Phil's kind of just overseeing the strategy of everything else on top of that. So. 
and we keep talking yeah. so i know you're trying to outro eventually but but yeah man we we, we can go on for longer if we had to <laughs> oh yeah man yeah, definitely man we <laughs> we got we got a lot to talk about man we still like i said we're still gonna kick to some of the shows and uh we can start doing even more of these shows especially when all the off days of destiny and stuff like that and i definitely want to say Lori lander appreciate you for joining i appreciate you here you know holding it down where we're doing our thing and i'm glad you could join us definitely hit the like button button and tell a friend tell a friend uh yeah Lori said our fist has a big role for the activation yeah and even bigger than that man he's definitely um he definitely has a lot of a lot of things coming up and he's he's got a lot uh, he's got a lot he's doing, you know, and it's one of those things where you have to be patient. You have to be patient and support these guys because he, he's on a he's got a lot on his belt, but he's really he's he's doing what he can to make sure everything comes together. And same thing with Jim Ryan over there. He's doing a lot of things to change the game, to make sure things are good um, over at Sony, you know, uh, same thing with Nintendo, you know. You you got all of these companies doing the best that they can do to make sure they continue to still put out great products. Like I said, right now, Nintendo, great big win with their Super Mario movie. You know, solid. They finally made the one billion mark. Excellent. That's great for Nintendo for sure. And Illumination as well. So it's like, you know, we have to understand what they're doing and the roles that they're playing. We can't just say, well, this is going on and I'm frustrated. Yeah, we're frustrated, absolutely. And you have a right to be frustrated when it comes to Redfall. I, I get that. But at least he addressed it, just the problem. What can he learn and what can he do better? And now they're gonna they're they're on to fixing the problem so you guys can have an enjoyable experience. So that's what it's all about, man. And that's why we that's why we do what we do to report these things and to talk about it, how discussions you know, we're trying to help them put out bonfires too, as well. <laughs> what we do, you know. So yeah, man, support your your game, your game devs, and your thing, and have fun, man. Play some games. But uh, that being said, Cat, where yeah. can they find you, and what you got going on next? Um, my YouTube channel is the same as that, the Hijabi Gamer. I have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitch. The same thing, only there's underscores between the two words. So the underscore hijabi underscore gamer. I'm also on Twitter at gamer hijabi, but honestly, mostly I just post stuff from Warframe. Uh, the reason I mention my Twitter is because I have a Discord, and if you want an invite, I don't post the Discord invite. I just you gotta you gotta send me a DM on Twitter. Um, Tomorrow is uh, Warframe Sunday. Me and a bunch of friends we get together. We play Warframe. We're always open to new people coming to Warframe. Warframe is free. It's on PC, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox, and crossplay is available. So I've played with Switch people, PC people, Xbox people, PlayStation people. So we have chat in the Discord, and I'll live stream Warframe, and um, so people are welcome. Uh, other than that, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. I do a bunch of stuff. Just, yeah. But the main thing is, yeah, Warframe Sundays. We play a lot of Warframe. Hey, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, guys, make sure that you go farther and remember 
you got go follow go follow you know they're, they're really good people she's really solid you know she's always having a good time having great discussions about gaming and all that type of stuff so you definitely go follow give her a follow man tell her the last city radio sent you yeah and as you know you know p Kyle gaming the one and only i'm always down to doing what i do um i definitely appreciate y'all man for sure you can always find me p Kyle gaming too on on twitter as well as always post motivational things i do polls and everything like that and i'll be doing a poll uh tomorrow actually you know so discussing certain things that we talked about today um and see what you guys what the people think about everything so yeah definitely follow me on that and of course on the channel that you see him right now tell a friend tell a friend you know p caller game on twitch and for those of you guys who didn't get a chance to catch live again i'm gonna post it on spotify spotify and if you haven't go ahead and punch in the last city radio on your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to all your lovely uh, podcasting, go on there and you will find us on the Last City Radio. So that being said, I appreciate all y'all. And we're going to go ahead and uh, raid out of here. And I'm going to raid one of my good uh, good friends. So I appreciate y'all for being here. And it, it's uh it, it's it's always a pleasure, you know, being able to talk with y'all, man. For real, it, it it's cool, man, to get a chance to talk gaming, man. I don't get a chance to do it all the time, but I'm we're finally here. So uh, I definitely appreciate all you guys for coming in chat, man. You guys are the you guys are MVPs, uh, for sure because uh, yeah, it, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If it if it wasn't for you guys always coming through and supporting, I think that's important. You know, to have people on your back, always doing what they do, supporting, and always saying, "Yeah, man, we rock with you." So I appreciate y'all, man. It it wouldn't be possible if it if it wasn't for y'all, man. We wouldn't be doing this day in and day out. So definitely gonna go ahead and raid. Bad girl Ty, she's playing some Destiny 2. Good friend. Hey, show us some love, man. And tell her that the last CD Radio Center, she is an exceptional Destiny and hardcore in-game PvP, PvE. It doesn't matter. She's always in there doing it. And she, I believe she's doing some dungeons tonight. So, and Grandmaster. So, go over there and say hello. That being said, we are out of here. All right, guys.